Hello, everyone. Hey, everyone. This is Annie. And this is Gail. And you're listening to Heroes and Zeros, a true crime podcast. That's right. Hey, everyone. Hello, hello. How's um, it going? It's good, right? When uh, we got started, I decided, let's fix my microphone. <laughs> it's great timing. Um, I love it. We are so excited. So yeah. here it is. We think it's spring. It is spring. It's it officially is, spring. It is actually And so what did spring. we do? We decided, speaking of the big slap in the face of Will Smith at the Oscars recently, yeah. Iowa got slapped in the face with another snowstorm yes, in the spring. Yes, we did. That's right. So just this morning. we got lots of snow. We got a lot of snow out there and I fucking hate it. And so for those of you that are like, ooh, she just said a cuss word. I want to read this little magnet Annie has here. And you know how she, we always have such cute things in our pod lab. She has a magnet that says, it turns out being authentically myself means saying fuck a lot. <laughs> I got that as a as a gift from a friend. Shout out Brenda. I love it. Thanks, Brenda. Yeah. I love that. And shout Me out too. again to all of our uh, wonderful listeners out there. Of course, those who donate. Yeah. Thanks. Yes, thank Abby, you. Thanks, thanks Alyssa. Alyssa. Um, and, and you go, ooh, you got a whole two donations. Uh, that's right. Monthly, they pay us. So we're rolling in the box. <laughs> you, too, can help us out. All right, guys. So let's get started today. So today, I'm going to do some shorts. You ready? Yeah, true so crime shorts. True crime shorts. And so I found some of our best stories, some that are solved, some are unsolved. So let's stop mm-hmm. into it, right? Okay, let's do it. I don't know it. what stop into it means, but... We're going to stop and drop <laughs> and flop right into Roll. it. It's a fire and department prop. thing. And prop. <laughs> Stop, Annie. <laughs> okay, enough of that shit. On that, um, all right, here we go. All right. All right, this is freaky. You ready? I'm ready for freaky. Okay, so police last month found the body of four-year-old <gasps> Mason Dominics in a freezer owned what? by, yeah, owned by a Las Vegas man. But wait a minute and listen to this. He's accused of holding the boy's mother and her seven and the seven year old sister, his seven year old sister, mm-hmm. um, captive since December. So they what? were literally just found in February. Here it is, the very end of March. So, wow! In February of twenty twenty two, they found the body of this four year old little boy. Right. So, how did they find this body? Brandon Toesland, he's 35 years old. Mm-hmm. He has now been charged with murder and kidnapping. His arrest came months after this little boy's mom, Mason's mom. Mm-hmm. Um, she had spent her days handcuffed and restrained by this Brandon Toesland. Oh, my gosh. Um, and, he be- and she began, when she was handcuffed and, and restrained, she really began devising a plan to get a note to her daughter's teacher without being caught. So, isn't this amazing? This wow. is amazing. By the way, this was all told by the <clears throat> family's attorney and spokesman. Yeah. Um, anyway, after weeks, she started scribbling a few words at a time um, on, like, eight or nine sticky notes that she stashed in a hiding place uh, in a in the car. She had a hiding place in his car that during the one minute a day he left her alone, which was when he walked the seven-year-old into school, right? Okay. That this mom managed 
uh, to get the notes to her daughter. So here's what happened. The seven-year-old then would give the sticky notes to the teacher, and the school district obviously notified law enforcement, who ultimately then rescued the Mm -hmm. mom and daughter, and that's how they found the little boy in the freezer. So, to this day... Breaks my heart. The mom isn't sure how Mason died, but his autopsy results um, um, are still pending, and police told that this monster physically abused both her and her children and um that mason was ill before he separated them from his mother and sister so he took Mm. the four-year-old away when he got sick and it said that the mom knew he was sick and eventually um you know toesland said that you know he's gone um that it was an accident or something to that effect Mm. um but he's told her so many different things now that she just doesn't know for sure what really happened. That's just terrible. I was just thinking how I want to know more. Like, how right. did they meet him? And Right. So this has been crazy, right? Yeah. So here's how it all began. Glad okay. you asked. All right. Um, Mason's mom, um, who they're not naming because she's an abuse victim, you right. know, right? So yeah. they're not naming her. But Toslin met her through her late husband. And when her husband died uh, just a year ago in January 2021, mm-hmm. um, Toslin began comforting her, and after a couple of months, they began dating. And um, that's when she and her kids decided to move in with him. So it okay. started out fantastic, is what the mom said, you know, like most relationships do. Mm-hmm. And then slowly and methodically, he started exercising more and more control, and continually it got worse. I wonder if that was his plan all along. I, I don't, I don't even know? think in their heads... Um, they know it's a plan. I think it's part of their, mm-hmm. I don't want to say DNA, but they've it's inherited, just, they learned it. Mm-hmm. It's a learned genetic, whatever that is. He, they have, and I know that for anybody smarter than me listening, a learned genetic doesn't even make sense. So I want to <laughs> just put that out there. Well, um, you know how smart I am. I didn't even catch that. <laughs> <laughs> but most abusers start out nice. And I mm-hmm. think in their head, they want to do everything to keep nice. And they just can't help but becoming more and more controlling. And I also look at it too as the closer they get to someone, the more they want to control them until it spirals out of control. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. And so um, I guess it did. It did just that. It spiraled out of control until one day in December. So just December 21, right? Wow. Um, she tried to leave the room and the door was locked. And so it was a slow thing, right? Yeah. And so she had been held captive since December. Since December. Um, until she was rescued. She must not have a lot of family either that would have noticed her not hanging out with them. That's you know? true. That's so. true. Now, um, when she was held captive, she did demand to see her son, right? But she was, you know, told that she couldn't. And she said that from the time that she was initially locked up or held captive to the time she was rescued, there was never an opportunity where she could escape um, and, mm-hmm. and flee with her daughter. Now, when you said that, she doesn't have a lot of friends and family. Keep in mind, this was a slow process. So they started dating. Yeah. Her family, everybody probably knew him because they were friends with the husband. Then they started dating. And then they moved in together. Everything's going good. And then, you know, people get busy and all of a sudden mm-hmm. they just don't hear from her. Well, but so then I would think Christmas. From De- yeah, that's what I was wondering yeah. if it was the end of December or what. But I was thinking from December to February. I was trying to think of someone that would notice me not connecting with right, them you're for, right. for two months. 
maybe I don't have one. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know. In Las Vegas, I think this is in Las Vegas, and it's yeah. a very transient town, so right. I-, I could see and that. And people do get busy. Yep. It so here's is. how they escaped. This was the plan. All so, right. Can't wait to hear it. Um, the, Toesland continued to send the seven-year-old little girl to school. You probably already figured that out when, right, you know. Right, right. Um, and so um, every morning he'd send her to school, but he would leave his hand handcuffed mom in the car yeah. hidden behind a sun shield that, so nobody would spot her. So right. in hot areas, you always put up a sun shield because, uh-huh. you know, otherwise you'll come back and you won't be able to touch your steering wheel right? Um, or sit down. And mm-hmm. so he put that up and then every day she dug around looking for something that could get her and her daughter some kind of help. And so one day she found a pad of sticky notes and she found a pen. And so it was a game, really, of him leaving and her knowing that in less than a minute to take, she had less than a minute to take those sticky notes out every morning and the pen, get them out of their hiding place, um, write whatever she could, Mm -hmm. and then hide it before he came back. You know what my first thought was? And, yeah, what? Take that pen and stab it in his carotid artery. (laughs) (laughs) True that. Um, But keep in mind, you know, she can't even see through the windshield to know when he's coming back. So this is so scary that the door closes. She has to grab it out of the hiding place. She has to write a few notes, Mm -hmm. put it back all before he comes. So frightening. And um, she said that, you know, then when the note was finally finished, you know, Mm -hmm. all these different scribblings, Mm -hmm. um, she needed to really figure out how was she going to get it to her daughter. And again, the universe does speak to us at times because a few days before this whole rescue and everything, um, Toslin allowed the mom and daughter to sleep in the same room. That never happened. Oh. And he allowed them to sleep in the same room. And so the woman that night spent the whole night coaching her daughter on really how to get that note to the teacher and what she needed to do. Because mm-hmm. um, I wonder, did he go through her backpack and stuff to check to see if there was, you know, we don't right, know, do we? we? Don't. There's all this stuff Mm-mm. that I'm thinking. It's probably after school, but not in the morning before you leave for school. Who's right. checking a backpack then, right? Yeah, because he knows he hasn't really left him access to anything. So. Exactly. After the school notified, law enforcement police really set up surveillance around that house. So after Uh the note was there, you know, the school notified the police. They put surveillance around the house and they see Toslin leaving the car with the mom. And they pulled the car over in a traffic stop, saw that the woman was handcuffed, so they detained him. And then... The next afternoon or that afternoon, mm-hmm. um, the homicide detectives visited the home. Yeah. Um, and that's when they found the yeah. little boy. Yeah. And obviously. Um, that makes me so sad. My granddaughter is four years old. And I know. It just. I know. Now, the woman and her daughter are now staying with family. They're getting all the help they need. And they're so grateful, obviously, to the teacher, the school, right. the law enforcement, everybody that helped really you know, rescue her. And, um, of course she has been, you know, officially cleared of anything. She is 100% the victim, but good, you know, not good. She's a victim. What a sad, nobody's accusing her of anything. Sad, weird story that, and I think that's also why it went undetected is the little girl was still going to school. Mm -hmm. I want you to think about how many little kids are abused yeah. And they don't say a word. We got to look for those signs. I know. And then do something. It used to be, if there's something going on, you don't, you mind your own business. Absolutely. Don't Absolutely. mind your own business. Yeah. I think it's a mixture. It's it's really hard. Yeah. We do need to be on the lookout for 
our fellow uh, human beings and especially our children. Yeah. Well, here's another story in our true crime shorts edition, okay. and um, this one is really disturbing to me. And I think it's because so many day, so many people nowadays are looking to make extra money. We all know that uh, gas prices, grocery prices have gone up, cost of living has gone up, um, inflation's been really high, while our paychecks have not really gone there. Many people are looking for side gigs or an extra side hustle. And so whether that's direct selling or I'm going to go get a part-time job as, a, as a, a server or a bartender or maybe I'll, you know, do Uber or um, DoorDash, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ways to make some extra money. Yeah. But I also think you also need to remember your safety at all times. Absolutely. And so this really, when you think about watching out for people, this so disturbs me greatly. Okay. okay. All right. Let's all hear right. it. An Uber driver and mother of four, okay? So when we're Mm -hmm. thinking about, you know, needing extra money, this mom was a mom of four, probably needed extra money, Mm -hmm. and she pleaded with a passenger for her life before he shot and killed her in an attempted robbery just this last month. Oh, my gosh. And this was in Pennsylvania. Calvin Crew, 22, was arrested and charged back in February with criminal homicide, robbery, and tampering with evidence in the death of Christina Spicuza, she was just 36, who was reported missing by her family six days before this after she didn't return home following a shift of Uber fares. When she picked up crew as a passenger for an Uber ride on the night of February 10th, he pulled a gun on her. In dash cam footage, Spacuza tells her assailant, Come on, I have family. I'm begging you. I have four kids. Isn't that awful? Wow. GPS records show that Spacuza drove enough, uh, drove through several neighborhoods with him as her passenger. Mm-hmm. And phone history revealed that several money transfer apps were accessed on her phone during the drive. So I'm sure... He was grabbing money from somehow. Her body was then discovered by an Amazon driver on the side of the road, February 12th. And again, this just happened last month in 2022. She died of a single gunshot wound to the head. It was a senseless killing that left four children without a mother. My heart breaks for the for Christina's children and her family. Mm -hmm. And this was the police uh, superintendent said at a news conference. Yeah. Authorities tried to determine what may have been stolen from her and whether Crew's girlfriend will face criminal charges for ordering the Uber on his behalf. So his girlfriend ordered the Uber. Mm-hmm. He then got in it, right? And so um, I know that, you know, in response to an incident, an Uber spokesperson told USA Today that, um, you know, they banned the accounts of the person who ordered the trip. <laughs> Well, of course. Um, and they did give a statement. They said, no family should have to suffer such an unimaginable loss. And our thoughts are with Christie's loved ones during this difficult time. We've been in touch with the law enforcement to support the investigation and are grateful for everything they've done. Now, the news police have also said there's no reason to believe that Crew and Spacuza knew each other. And... You know, they say that, you know, this was really unusual. Thankfully, it doesn't happen more often. Um, you know, and a lot of times in a any kind of a homicide or murder 
situation. Mm-hmm. It's usually a relationship, right, between right. the two. Um, and they just didn't know of any. Bottom line is, is that, I mean, and I know it's a joke you will say on Facebook and things. I've seen the memes where it'll say, you know, um, when I was growing up, we were told not to get into strangers' cars, only now to be an adult. And what do I do? I get in strangers' cars because mm-hmm. that's how yeah. Uber and Lyft work, right. right? Yeah. And so we are really taking chances when we get in these cars, number mm-hmm. one. I think Uber and Lyft have become more stringent and strict on their um, looking through things. However, what's scary is the people actually being drivers don't know who they're picking up. Mm -hmm. And yes, you can tell if, and you can always deny, I guess, a a customer or or not be one that wants to grab them um, because... You can tell by, you know, like stars, like I would give my driver so Mm -hmm. many stars, they would give me so many stars as a passenger slash. And so I just wonder, I don't know, I'm, I, I guess I'm encouraging anyone that's driving for a, a, you know, some kind of company that's, and this could be a cab too, it could be anything, but, you know, to really Think. And I don't know how you prevent this. I don't know how you prevent it. I, I, um, that's all what you I can do is thinking. if you're an Uber or Lyft driver is you can see have they been raided before. Right. And if nobody's been raided, you don't pick them up. But a cab driver can't do that. Right. And I, I think the bottom line, like, bad people are going to be bad. And you've it's so hard to avoid them. If you think someone is, what do you do? Right. How do you determine that that person is bad until it's too late if you can somehow get away from him? But like you said, you can't just say, you know what? I don't like the way you look. You don't have five stars. Don't get in my cab. Just drive off. So is there something she could have done? I can hear my husband saying, carry a gun. Right. You know, she could have had the gun. Or could she have carried mace? I want to ask our audience on this Mm -hmm. one. Is there anything that you think this Uber driver could have done? I mean, she pleads with them on his humane side of, you know, I have four kids. Please don't do this. That's what what just pisses me off so much is that it's bad enough that a person is going to take something from someone else that isn't theirs. They didn't earn. They didn't work for it. And then you're going to kill that person for giving it to you. You motherfucker her. That makes me so angry. Can you tell? I hear ya. Makes me angry. I hear ya. Makes me really pissed off. Oh, I know. All right. Now our next story. Oh, okay. So our first two stories, unfortunately, you know, we've had deaths and the Mm -hmm. suspect, though, fortunately, has been found. The zeros, right, of the story have been arrested or found. And, um... The next two on our shorts have not been. So, listeners, listen up. More than just entertaining, we also, you know, we need to be on a lookout and figure out what really happened to this. So, this is crazy. Just amazing, actually. Um, Naomi uh, Iron, of 18 years old, was last seen in a store's parking lot just a couple of weeks ago, just a couple of weeks ago. And by Mm -hmm. the way, we're recording this uh, at the end of March. And so this story um, was mid-March, around March 18th, St. Patrick's Day timeframe. And so it says, um, and I looked it up and she's still missing. Okay. She's 18. mm -hmm, All right. mm -hmm. So the brother of a missing Nevada, and by the way, here again is another, you know, we've heard Las Vegas Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know necessarily Las Vegas. Right, but Nevada. Yep. And it says this woman, this 18-year-old woman disappeared from a Walmart parking lot 
um, and chilling surveillance video shows uh, a man forcing his way into her car before driving away. Mm. So Naomi, again, she's 18 years old of um, Fenley, Nevada, was last seen about 5 a.m. at the Walmart parking lot. Her four-door sedan was later found in an industrial area in Fenley, and the suspect was believed to then be driving a different car, possibly a a dark uh, Chevy uh, pickup, maybe a newer model. Now, besides this car being found, of course, there's that chilling surveillance video, right? Right. And according to uh, her older brother, he said, he had told NBC News that The surveillance video or footage uh, from that Walmart parking lot really shows a man wearing a mask and a hoodie. He's walking to the parking lot from the direction of like a dirt lot. And then he's circling around his sister's car. um, And then he forces him way in. And he said he circled around the parking lot maybe to make sure there was no other witnesses. Mm -hmm. Um, And he came up behind the car. He forced his way into the driver's side of the car. And now, assuming, you know, her door was obviously unlocked, he Mm -hmm. either did or said something to make her move to the passenger side, and then he drove her car away into an unknown direction. She should have opened that door and ran right out. I know, right? Hindsight's 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So our listeners, remember, if you're ever put in this position... Don't go with them. Yeah, just try to open that passenger door and roll out. Right. Roll out. They just want the car anyway. This is just... It's so scary, right? And by the way, I think this is really close to... um, So now the forensic evidence discovered to date uh, really continue to lead the investigators to believe the disappearance is suspicious in nature. Mm -hmm. Now, when I read that shit, I I honestly go, no shit, Sherlock. Right. Um, I got to make sure I hashtag that one. No shit, Sherlock. Sherlock. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. So... um, it's just such a sad situation because, obviously, the Lyon County Sheriff's Office there in, in Nevada is seeking any information regarding the disappearance and the whereabouts of Naomi Iron. Mm-hmm. Um, again, they're looking for possibly that Chevy pickup or information with anyone that may have had contact with Naomi. Do we know what she looks like? Um, I don't. You know what? I will find a picture of okay. her. So Naomi Iron, mm-hmm. I R O N. Yeah, her last name is actually spelled um, I R I O N. Okay, Iron. Yeah, that's a strange. Yeah, it is. It's strange, a little hard, but that way our listeners can look it up yeah. and see what she looks like for themselves. Too. Okay, we'll pop her picture onto our social media. Okay. I, now, of course, the police have already searched and and forensically analyzed. Mm-hmm. You know her car. But who knows? Maybe you'll see her walking into a Casey's one. Yeah, day. you never know. Evidence has been recovered. Obviously, they're they're testing that. But during a news conference, uh, they pleaded um, with the public to really. Any tips, um, Mm -hmm. you know, to help find her and locate even a person of interest. And so, you know, they don't have a license plate for the pickup truck. But again, hard to keep a lookout for just a dark pickup truck. Right. However, you know, they are trying to talk to witnesses. And they noted that the man that the police are seeking, obviously the guy who forced his way in, he arrived 
from an area where homeless people often congregate, right? When I said a mm. dirt lot. Yeah. Yeah. And so we don't really, they said they don't know if this guy is homeless or really who he is yet, where his truck's at, you know, all of that. And mm-hmm. so bottom line is, is that Naomi was very involved in social media, I've heard. And, mm-hmm. you know, sure, to look at her Instagram or her Snapchat to be able to really um, see her picture also. And we'll mm-hmm. put it out there, too. Yeah. Bottom line is, her family said she just trusts people so much. Now, I don't believe this was a trusting situation. I believe a gun came out, move over, or pretended to have a gun, whatever that is, right? right? right. Bottom line is, his family, <laughs> Naomi, if by chance you're listening you know, your family misses you so much. They so want you back. So again, we'll put a picture up on our website so that you can see what does Naomi look like and who are we looking for because she still is missing. And by this point could be anywhere in the country or the world. Exactly. So keep your eye out for her. Okay. All right, Annie. Now All right, our, Kale. our next one yeah. is also an active case where the someone is missing. So okay. again, our audience members missing um, person. Yeah, her name is Lena Sadar Kill. So Lena L I N A and the last name K H I L K H I L. All right. She's only three years old. Oh, I okay. Know. And so um, the good news is is that she. There is a local organization putting out already a very large offering. And so maybe this will get our listeners or anybody else to Mm -hmm. hear. But there is a $200,000 reward for anyone that provides information on the safe return of Lena. Um, Lena is a three-year-old. She went missing um, from a playground in December of 2021. Okay, so just three and a half short months ago. Where at? Um, in San Antonio. Okay. And so, and it's actually a religious organization in San Antonio that's offering this $200,000, you know, reward for the safe awesome. return. Yes. And so, again, this little girl went missing at three years old uh, on a playground in San Antonio, Texas in December. And it's the Islamic Center of San Antonio that's really... Uh, putting up this money and asking for help. Um, Mm -hmm. The child and her family just fled Afghanistan in 2019 after threats that were, you know, posed to them. Oh, my gosh. So they move here, and less than two years later, their little girl's gone. So can you imagine? Imagine being, Mm. you know, new in a country, new in a... And everything is different. And now your little girl is gone. So Lena was last seen in the playground of an apartment complex on December 20th. So this was right before before Christmas. Christmas. I know. Her mother had walked away briefly. And just so you know, there were other children, other adults at the playground area. Right. do we're, not know if she said, hey, will you keep an eye on her? Or yeah. if she just walked so away. We're assuming, not shaming the mom. Nope, we're not. But her mother briefly walked away. Because, by the way, this could happen to any of us. That Absolutely. you walk back to your car to get your phone, whatever, uh-huh. right? Yeah. So she walked briefly away. And she returned to discover that her child was missing. Mm. Lena was last seen. Now, I say this, but I really don't believe she's in the same clothes, right? She was in red dress, black jacket, black shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, she has brown hair. She had it in a ponytail. She's an adorable little girl. So we'll put a picture of her also out she here. She looks so much older than three. She's so adorable, right? She's beautiful. Um, and so right 
a couple weeks after Christmas, um, with nothing, you know, no leads, the FBI really became involved in the case. Good. And the borough's um, elite 12-member FBI underwater search and evidence response team, they actually flew in from Washington, D.C. They were checking a lead, because there's been a few, not right. many, and but it wasn't really... A good news. Um, you know, everybody thought, oh my gosh, they're here. They're on to something. It's this big underwater dive team. And so they were following up on a tip. And unfortunately, you know, there was nothing. Or fortunately, that they Both. didn't find her body. Truth. True in a body that. of water. That's so. right. That's right. Now, Lena's father was seen praying near that creek uh, where the FBI was working. Um, it's just a little more than two miles from the home. But again, you know, no sign of Lena. Volunteers mm-hmm. have been looking for Lena all around a five-mile radius. And they, they said, you know, a lot of it's very rocky. There's a lot of debris. And then the river is kind of dangerous because that debris gets rushed down there. Right. And, you know, I assume this isn't the middle of San Antonio where the river walk is. <laughs> and so... But in the meantime, there have been no updates on the case, and it is still a missing person. case. like they case. just have no leads or mm-hmm. whatever. And so the San Antonio Police Department, in partnership with the federal partners, the FBI, mm-hmm. they are working tirelessly to find Lena. I bet they are. And you know what? Let's also do the same thing for all of our listeners you know obviously they're encouraging anyone with information to come forward um as pray they find her absolutely absolutely so again i also just read that they are now for her safe return it's two hundred thousand dollars but for any information that may lead to the arrest or Mm -hmm unfortunately find her you know deceased they're doing a fifty thousand dollar reward so they're very serious absolutely and um because maybe who knows they might have seen at a at a walmart or at a at a convenience store at a truck stop right and really when we put this picture up on our facebook and our social media instagram everywhere Mm-hmm. Take a really good look at it because, again, yeah. her hair could be dyed. Mm-hmm. Um, and But maybe if someone took her and they took her to a, a gas station to get a milk and a cookie, you, you might never, have seen her. Yep. So if you're the type that prays, let's pray for mm-hmm. uh, Naomi and for Lena. And yeah. otherwise, keep your eyes open, especially if you live in Nevada or, or that Texas area. So just a, a couple of people that have been uh, caught, but we still have some some zeros out there that have not been caught. So let's look for uh, Lena and Naomi and find their zeros and lock them up. Can't do it fast enough. That's right. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. There's a little bit of true crime shorts for you. Gotta love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. again so much for joining us everyone be sure to stay connected with us on social media at both instagram and facebook our instagram is heroes zeros podcast and facebook heroes and zeros a true crime podcast and you can listen to our podcast episodes or support or donate money to us and you can send us your stories and just a lot more at our website which is Heroes and Zeros True Crime.com. Again, that's Heroes and Zeros True Crime.com. 
And you can email us also at heroes to zeros and more. That's the number two, heroes to zeros and more at gmail.com. Exactly. And you can also support us at our Patreon site now, which is patreon.com slash heroes zeros. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.